in the past, gynecologic surgeries like myomectomies and hysterectomies meant a big incision and a couple of weeks on the couch. But what if I told you there are surgical options that leave smaller scars, getting you back to normal life quicker? This is Gina DiPietro with In Good Health. In this podcast, Kristen Barnhart sits down with Dr. Jed Shorts of Novant Health Gynecologic Surgery and Pelvic Pain to discuss how minimally invasive gynecologic surgery is offering women relief with more benefits than ever before. It means shorter recovery time, lower risks of complications, and in many cases, less pain. You can find stories like this and hundreds of others by searching Novant Health and In Good Health. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Kristen Barnhart, and I am sitting with Dr. Jed Shorts, Medical Director of Novant Health Gynecologic Surgery and Pelvic Pain, and he performs minimally invasive gynecological surgeries, which is what we're here to talk about today. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So when people hear minimally invasive, what does that mean? Because surgery can scare people Mm -hmm. like crazy and the recovery. So what does minimally invasive actually mean? I would say the easiest way to describe to patients and people who are not familiar with it, what it is, is it's surgical procedures that we do. And typically we're either able to do it through very small incisions or fewer incisions, or in some cases, no actual incision. And what I mean by incision, I mean cuts on the belly um, at all in in certain cases. Um, And we have different techniques for that and different instruments that we use for that. Generally, we use it, it kind of focuses around camera surgery, if that makes sort of sense. Um, yeah, and in some cases, is it robotically assisted or is that with all surgery? All so, we do like something called robotically assisted and a common robot or, or tool that we use, and people may be from, familiar with it. It's called the Da Vinci robotic system. Um, so, that's one way that we do do minimally invasive surgery. The other is we do there's what we call traditional laparoscopic surgery, which some people may be familiar with if they think about things outside of GYN surgery, what my specialty is, but when people have their appendix removed or their gallbladder removed. Um, And then finally within, um, certainly within GYN surgery, we do something called hysteroscopy, which is basically where we operate through a camera inside the cavity of the uterus without actually having to make a cut on the belly or anywhere. Um, and there, you know, the types of things that we use, certainly for something like that, it's to do where, we, where we're removing or you know, uh, cutting away or shaving away a fibroid that's inside that cavity of the uterus, right? The, u- the uterus is a muscle in general with layers to it. Uh, it's a simple way to describe it, certainly for a patient. And then within that, that muscle layer, there's a, a cavity where a baby grows uh, when you're pregnant. And within that cavity, there's a lining called the endometrium, and that's what you shed every month when you have a period. Now, fibroids are what we call, they're typically benign, you know, 99% of the time, especially in a younger reproductive-aged woman. You know, there's very rare cases of something being more than it being benign, meaning not a cancerous mass there. Um, And they can really occur in any location in the, the uterus, on the surface of the uterus, in the muscle of the uterus, or even sometimes in that cavity. Um... And depending on where it is, we can use different kinds of surgery, whether it be like hysteroscopy that I described, or laparoscopy or robotic laparoscopic surgery to either remove the fibroid itself um, or do a hysterectomy procedure. 
where we remove the uterus. In addition to fibroids, um, what are some other reasons that women might consider minimally invasive gynecologic surgery? There, there's a whole host of them. I mean, the biggest things that we usually we're talking about removing some sort of mass. So whether it be the fibroids or whether it be removing, doing a hysterectomy to remove the uterus because the patient may suffer from heavy periods for one reason or another. It may be due to fibroids or another reason. Um, removing masses or cysts on the ovaries where, where it's needed, where it's indicated to do so. Certainly in the conditions such as endometriosis is another one where we often operate, whether it be to do a hysterectomy or to remove a cyst of endometriosis within the ovary, or if we even have endometriosis uh, implants uh, inside the, the pelvis. And I know you've explained fibroids and what those are in layman's terms where people like myself can actually understand them. Mm -hmm. um, are those like something that you can leave? Or is it something that you absolutely have to have surgery immediately? It, it really varies. Uh, really varies from the case to case, the patient, uh, a lot of certain factors, the age, if we see them. One thing that we're, can be a little more concerned with fibroids, if we see them rapidly growing um, quickly. Um, like I said, they come in all sizes and they can kind of be in all locations on the uterus. So, you know, I'll, if you have a patient, let's say, and it's a very small fibroid, and it's picked up on an ultrasound for some other reason, it's not very big, it's not bothering them, it's not causing any symptoms that's associated with it. Um, can they be left and we watch them, make sure they're not growing over time? We can. And some of the things to think about as far as symptoms is a lot of women will either have, fibroids will cause heavy bleeding or heavier periods, or sometimes bleeding between your periods can be uh, seen with fibroids or even what we call, um, a simple way I describe them is like bulk symptoms. So some women may feel pelvic pain or pressures um, or pressure on their bladder. Um, they may get that kind of sense. Uh, sometimes if certainly if fibroids are there and they're larger, that can be contributing to that. And we'll see that on an ultrasound as a simple way of looking for that. So with hysterectomies, they used to be considered a very major surgery with a big incision. Mm -hmm. So how is minimally invasive surgery changing that? Quite a bit. I mean, um, you know, the traditional way we used to do a hysterectomy or some of these bigger surgeries is the person would have a big incision extending vertically down their belly or across like a C-section. And the recovery time would be quite a bit longer. Um, you know, certainly in the hospital time would be longer as well as extended recovery. Now, you know, with doing minimally invasive surgery, the patient may go home the same day or even the next day. Um, it cuts down on blood loss at the time of surgery, uh, quicker recovery and shorter hospital stay, quicker recovery and return to regular activities and work. Um, you know, I'll say a simple way I describe it when I'm talking to patients in the office and they say, what's my recovery going to be like? I'll say you may feel about 70 to 90% better within about one to two weeks with minimally invasive surgery. If you're doing a case and, and probably maybe you're close to your 100% at that six week mark. If you're doing a case through a traditional open cut like that, drop those numbers down like 25%. So if you're, you know, uh, within two weeks, you may feel 50 to 70% better with a traditional open cut. And you may feel 90% better, you know, at that 70 to 90% better at that six week mark. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, there's, there's tons of literature and there are tons of studies out there that show that minimally invasive surgery, it cuts down on hospital stays, but it also cuts down on um, 
blood loss with surgery often can be complications, um, recovery time, um, and so forth. So it is, it, it, it is a great tool that we have when we can use it. And when people hear the words robotic surgery, I know whenever I first heard it, I'm like, man, wait, wait, the robots are forming this surgery? Can you just clear that up? Yeah, so it's simple. So the surgeon is the in the room. It's not like I'm away at home sitting on the, the couch uh, operating, you know. Um, it's the surgeon who's controlling the robot, um, you know, is the simple way. It's not the robot isn't acting on its own. Um, it's really the, it's, it's the surgeon's maneuvers. It's the surgeon's um, hands that are still doing it. It's just the technique that we're using or the piece of equipment that we're using to do it. Well, what's a good question for patients to ask when they are told they need gynecological surgery? I think um, a good question to ask your doctor or your surgeon is if this case is uh, amenable to be do being done minimally invasive surgery. And certainly if they feel that it is, if they're comfortable doing it that way. Um, and if not, if they have somebody that they recommend who, who may be able to do it that way. Gina Petro here. Paired with the advancements in technology, minimally invasive gynecologic surgery is now giving women a brighter outlook when it comes to post-surgical recovery. Long abdominal incisions, hospital stays, and weeks-long recoveries are a thing of the past. Should you ever need gynecologic surgery, don't hesitate to ask if minimally invasive is an option for you. Thanks for listening to this episode of In Good Health. Don't forget to rate us, review us, and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen.